Hello and welcome to the 56th Spool Podcast, which will be our annual Oscars special. So um, it may have escaped your attention, uh, but this Sunday is the 89th Academy Awards, and then we're joined by our very special guest, Miss Ethna Shortall, whose debut novel, Love and Row 27, oh, will be on bookshelves in June. Hi, Ethna. Oh, yeah. So, Porik, what do you think of this year in general? Are you pumped? Yes, no. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I was pretty pumped before La La Land became, you know, the forerunner. But reading a couple of things, I think Moonlight could be a shock surprise and take some of the limelight away from La La Land. <coughs> I know you don't believe we had our bet before. Picture and director. I though. think maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I might bet with my heart this year and not my head, so... Good That's science. never worked for you. Never. Um, yeah. For, to <laughs> those of us, for those of you listening, uh, we do an annual uh, bit of an Oscar pool. Uh, Ethan Pork and I have done this with uh, lots of different people, kind of chipping in for ten years, maybe. I seem no, to remember more. the fellow. We did it in college. We started. I seem in college, to remember so. Return of the King, which would be maybe oh. F- it was Anne Marie's house? So that's the first year we did. Yeah. Mm. That was in college, so more than ten years, eleven maybe. Interesting. Yeah. So, but uh, Ethna has won the most. Yeah, but uh, it's, it was getting close there and I didn't win last year because Pork started to not bet with his heart. So yeah. yes, Pork, you go back to betting with <laughs> your heart. That was my winner last year. That's what I came down to the wire. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I don't know. In, in terms of my output on it, I'm getting married this weekend. I have minimal, which... Uh, min- not minimal inter- interest but I just feel because so Nigel will not be on. watching the Oscars for the first time in probably since uh, years, the days like of when days. it was on BBC I think oh okay going back to like Jonathan Ross uh, that you must really love mode. her yeah mm. well I didn't pick the date uh, <laughs> based <laughs> no. on that but uh, yeah so that's it um, anyway do you want to talk about one of the well, categories like that I think is kind of sewn up uh, but I might be wrong this is one that kind of dips in uh, on your theory but best supporting actor traditionally my favourite category because I think it shines a light on some of the best work that gets done through the year and doesn't end up being uh, the sort of dead cert that often happens you know yeah but this kind of seems sewn up by um Marcella Ali for Moonlight uh, or Remy from House Cards however you like to know him if that's who you think will win but who do you think should win is your Michael I Shannon I don't think love? he should win because he's in the film it's a bit of a Judy Dench um, for Moonlight because he's in it for about four minutes and I don't think the relationship he has with the child is believable in the film so yeah I would like Michael Shannon to win yeah. I- my pick is uh, Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water you won this last year, this category with... Um, How do you remember that kind of stuff? The guy from the BFG, um, Mark Rylance. He won it for Steven Spielberg's film about the spies. Bridge of spies. Yeah, yeah. About the spies. Because that the was, bridge. everybody thought that was locked down. So you could be on something with Jeff Bridges, but he already has an Oscar. Yeah. And um, Maher Saleh Ali did not win the Golden Globe. No, he did. He didn't win the BAFTA. Yeah. So he's not. He's not unanimous. Does the whole Oscars so white Oscars now diverse? Is that going to make a difference? Do you have a bit of a better chance if you are not a white actor? It's kind of the sad thing because there's a lot of very good films like Moonlight. I think is very good. So are Fences and Hidden Figures. But then you have the thing of if actors win. It'll just be like, oh, it's because people black. will say it's a yeah. token thing. Mm. But maybe not if La La Land is seen to sweep the board. But it's impossible. I was looking at the, we might talk about it a little bit later, but the documentary 
category seems to be the one for yeah they're almost the all um, black, so, black yeah. actors yeah but even black stories what? like so I Am Not Your Negro OJ Made in America and 13th, 13th which are both three incredibly strong stories about but I think it's that I, I, I thought I wrote down but I didn't but I think it's that in the whole history of this category before there's only ever been a total of three or four black nominees mm. and now this year there's that many in one year and like so there, is, there has been a response at least in the nominations yeah but as much as the Oscars can do to try and make it more diverse by bringing people in you still have this whole back catalogue of voters who are still mm. white and you know oh. so you can't just make them vote so it still yeah. could be yeah well you could say the same about the films though because I mean like the films that are out now weren't made in the last year you know they've probably been in production for a few years so and even if you look at what's yeah, on the lighthouse now yeah. I think the three main because like there's Fences Hidden Figures and Moonlight are the three main figures out this week or three main films so I mean they you know that's what we've been going three or four years so I guess they've always been there but it's like will they maybe get a bit more recognition this year true yeah I feel bad for Dev Patel because everyone's talking about the diversity and the amount of black actors nominated and Dev Patel is not getting anything has well, I, has I, have you seen Lion? no no, no. that's one of the two best films I haven't seen that oh, are up okay. for a nomination and I, and I haven't seen it either but uh, so yeah do you want to go to support an actress? so are we all saying Mahershala Ali probably will win but I don't think he should okay Dark Horse Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. yeah and then Supporting Actress ties in very well to it uh, with you were saying you have seen Fences so Viola Davis is the big favourite then we've got Naomi Harris in Moonlight who is brilliant mm-hmm. um, I have to say I didn't even sort of recognise her Nicole Kidman in Lion which we haven't seen I'm Octavia Spencer and then Michelle Williams for her few minutes in Manchester mm-hmm. by the Sea so if you go with the buggies it's basically Viola Davis versus Michelle Williams Viola Davis is 1 to 18 on she won the BAFTA and did she get the Golden Globe she won the Golden Globe yeah and Mm. Michelle Williams is 10 to 1 but that's the closest after Viola so it seems kind of sewn up there as well Mm. Mm, I have a very poor thing to say but I was reading a feature in the New Yorker a few weeks ago and um, it was a Viola Davis profile and like it was pages and pages and like the reporter obviously (laughs) spent a lot of time dipping in and out uh, with her and she came across really well, but also in a very, like, she has the potential to be very... An- annoying. That's what you were going to say. I wanted to say annoying. And, like, so her speech... she's a woman I, or because she's black? No, 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 no. I just... When she gets awards in the past, I find her speeches very irritating. So they'll feel very, very important. Uh, yeah. It'll feel very important when she wins. And I'm hoping that uh, she doesn't annoy me. Sorry, Viola. But the feature was great uh, to back out there. Because hmm. Naomi Harris, we know as being Moneypenny. Is that right? Uh, yeah, she's done more TV work though, yeah. hasn't she? I think in England, and, and she was transformed. Like, she ages up in this film, doesn't she? She yeah. starts at whatever I don't know. I haven't so late twenties, and then yeah, she maybe, on. Yeah. yeah, and then she's she's sort of grey and quite elderly by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the drugs. Have so done that the Oscars too, like that kind of thing, you know. True. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Monster. Yeah. So um, the next one I've got is uh, our screenplay categories, which are usually the slightly more interesting one, and. Uh, uh, Porik as a former screenwriter and Ethna mm-hmm. as a uh, author. See what I did? Former screenwriter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. Short lived. Um, but I think the. I think these are kind of both sewn up, though. 
Do you actually think they're sewn up? Because yeah. usually every year, I always remember, like, say, 10 years ago, this was where you would find a few titles mm. that aren't getting recognition anywhere that they do. So La, uh, The Lobster and 20th Century Women are the two that have been picked out in the original screenplay that didn't get any love anywhere mm. else, I think. 20th but, Century Women. I just, like, I, I saw that last week and I thought, like, lovely watching Elle Fanning and Annette Benning on screen, but, like, it could have done with a plot, you know? Had yeah. lots of great lines, but you've got to write a plot yeah. in to, to write a good screenplay as well. It's not yeah. just about quotable. I think Manchester by the Sea is kind of the lock for that one. Um, Kenneth if, Lonergan. If it's not going to win picture, then this will be their little... Yeah, well, I think it'll just be guaranteed this he won the BAFTA. Um, it's kind of seen as a very... Even if there's some controversy around the film to do with Casey Affleck, I think... What's the, this, con- what's the controversy? I can get to that when we talk oh. about the actor. Oh. Um, but I think Manchester by the Sea is kind of sewn up for that. Okay. Yeah. But good to see The Lobster. Again. Sure, yeah. Anyone able to name the screenwriter for The Lobster? Is, is it the same same director? The director? Is it? Is it? And, is it and, yeah, well, what's it? Oh, no, for, I don't know. Can you can't So then original screenplay, or oh, for, uh, Adapted. Adapted. Mm. Uh, it seems to be Barry Jenkins from Moonlight, I'd say. That's kind of locked as well. Alongside Lion, Hidden Figures, Fences, and Arrival. Mm. Barry like, Jenkins didn't write it. He directed it, no? He also co-wrote it. Oh, with okay. someone else, yeah. with adapted a, from the guy the, the whose kind of life it's more based on yeah. black gay grew up in similar. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think what the good thing with adapted as well is that you've to look at the original text and view it as a a craft of writing and taking something from well, I don't another think source. Uh, but but uh, that's what I mean. Voting in the Oscars goes. So this is where I'm trying to go. Like, is that what's the, is it just looking at a? Do you think it should be just considered as a piece of work by itself, or if someone had seen Fences on Broadway or wherever? Um, but, uh, but also, you wonder if these two will always continue to be distinct categories because it, such is the growing trend to adapt screenplays. Like you constantly mm. hear screenwriters giving out that there there is no space to write original book they, or original works. They want everything to be based on a book or a play or something else. Yeah, and yet mm. I suppose the original ones are they're a strong kind of little. Category. Yeah, but they're almost all written by the director as well, you know? Like, it's yeah. very hard to get a job as a screenwriter now. It oh, from, really oh exist, yeah. from know? scratch. Yeah, whereas that used yeah. to be, that was how cinema started more so, you know? Mm. Yeah, very good. Port, do you want to take a little interlude as we uh, take a moment? Yeah, so this is, and I was looking up online today, and the shortest acceptance speeches in the history of the Oscars. So this is Joe Pesci accepting for Goodfellas and he ha- his speech is five words long and the Irish connection is that Brenda Fricker is the person giving out the Oscar excellent so she would have won it the previous year for Home Alone 2 Lost in New York <laughs> yeah and then she was there not my left foot she was yeah. there uh, no I don't it's really nice to be back it gives me a, thanks, a chance to thank you all for last year and also an opportunity for me to thank the nominees for Best Supporting Actor this year and for their marvellous examples of the craft of acting. Your skills contribute so much to our craft, because as you know, good acting is never easy. And the Oscar goes to Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Well, it's my privilege, thank you. Because obviously there's a lot of talk if Joe Pesci's going to come out of retirement for the new Scorsese film. Robert De Niro is trying to get him, but he's very much like, no, I'm not going to do it. Can I segue on the Scorsese into films that didn't get nominated? Sure. Because wouldn't Silence be a, a big one? Like, Well, the Oscars seem to hate Scorsese. They just kind of finally gave him one for uh, 
they departed. It was surprising that they didn't. Like, I think it shows the power of momentum in those last couple of months when something that I'd never heard of the film Hidden Figures before. Mm. Um, I knew Fences was coming up and Lion as well kind of seemed to come from sort of nowhere. And then Silence when it arrived was pretty damn boring. And obviously oh. the audiences just didn't. I do think it was the kind of film that needed to be seen in the cinema. And so much well, of this during the campaign is from like DVDs y- that still get sent out, like really crap quality. Well, yeah, I'm not suggesting the film should have been nominated, but I think Adam Driver, like Adam, I, the, my main problem with that film was that the casting of the two should have been leads reversed. Were, were, should have been reversed. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's yeah. probably too petulant or something to be playing the lead. But Adam Driver as the sporting, I thought was phenomenal. And like if he was in the sporting category, I would 100% think that he should win. You know, I think that was a great performance. And I don't know why it was snubbed. Um, yeah, and I, it got some. It's in for cinematography mm. and maybe nothing else. Uh, mm. But certainly, like around November, like I know Sight and Sound had like Adam Driver was on the cover back in November and just saying that you know Oscars await. Okay, but we, in which category will it yeah. be for Patterson, um, which has none. Mm. Ooh, and Andrew or will it be for Silence? Fast becoming my most hated actor. For Hacksaw Ridge yeah, as well. Yeah, and he's nominated. Yeah. Mm. For Hacksaw I just kind of want to punch him in the face, but... Aww. Anyway. Mm. Poor, poor Andrew. He, I would still put Eddie Redmayne above in that kind of yeah. punchability. I know, I like Eddie. No, I like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. yeah. I think the pair of them now, I'd, I'd certainly see them a bit aligned. Um, anyway. Uh, You'd mentioned documentary there. Do you want to go back to it or no? I don't want to have much on um, it. So have we... Is it going to be 13th then? Uh, yeah, so has anyone, what is, what's anyone seen in here? Uh, no, I've seen 13th. Um, yeah. We've all seen the trailer for I Am Not Your Negro, maybe. It yeah. Passed around and everyone, it looks great. And Did I don't you know just how watch it's coming the in. OJ? Yeah. Thing. Was that good? So it's eight hours. Yeah. Um, it might be the longest uh, feature documentary to ever be nominated I've made that up I'm assuming it is because probably well, they it was just did played. a one off screening to make yeah. it um, um, it's absolutely brilliant and it could have been cut down a little bit but there's bits in it that if, particularly because I watched it when the TV, Netflix one yeah or the or the, no it wasn't on Netflix American the, Life yeah Something. Um, I'm currently it? watching that it's on Netflix now it's very good isn't it yeah yeah it's a bit hilarious um, I'd like to just see one of them and then Fire at Sea is about uh, the migrant crisis in Europe like so it does, there's a bit of politics got in there so it's about the island of Lambedusco which is where the uh, Ralph Fiennes uh, Tilda Swinton film from last year was set do you know that film A Bigger Splash yeah oh, you know that, that island yeah yeah that was like um, it was on your top ten yeah, but it was like summer holiday inspiration. Yeah, by so the at the if end. you want to maybe get a complimentary documentary, watch Fire at Sea, which is about the uh, hundreds and thousands of migrants okay. trying to get into the yeah. island. Different so anyway, it's, a, it's an unusual one because I don't think any one of the... I don't think Fire at Sea came out in the cinema in Ireland. None of these had a theatrical release in Ireland. So it feels like kind of a change in the way that this category is happening yeah Blah, he said foreign language film is pretty much again Tony Erdman's to lose going by the um, betting it's like 8 to 11 on so but that's still kind of ripe for a bit of a thing I did wonder with the the politics of the director of the salesman from Iran saying he wasn't going to go oh okay yeah fair um, enough don't know but yeah it's a again I've seen a lot of these have shown up online. Like you can find like illegal streams of these easier than you can find uh, actual cinema. Did Land of Mine come out in Ireland? But I know a man called Gove and Tana have not yet made it. So again, I, mm. silence in this category because it's sort of like, well, we haven't seen them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cinematography is one of my favorite categories because I think it sometimes reflects um, yeah. 
different ones and we've had different interests uh, in the past with like Irish interests when Seamus McGarvey got nominated a couple of times and I'd say Moonlight probably won that I found it interesting that Jackie a film that I found incredibly irritating wasn't nominated in this category because the the one thing that I kind of thought was good about Jackie was how it was shot yeah Um, and yet it is not there so I don't know uh, of what is there yeah I mean, like I mean I loved silence I loved I, mean, I didn't love silence but I loved how silence looked you know uh, a lot of that again like you know when it's the best cinematography because it was shot in some gorgeous landscape and you're like well should we be giving the prize to the country or should mm. we be giving it to the camera um, kind of had that with room last year that I thought the cinematography was great because it had to work with such a small space um, but yeah that said I did think silence yeah and what about great. moonlight was strikingly well shot would you say? Um, or does it belong in there? I'm just kind of trying to think. I think just um, the general feel of it, like the close-ups, the, there's kind of weird shots where it's just profiles of people hmm. without them saying anything. And then all the moonlight stuff at the end and the it f- the feel of it, I think, very much yeah. played into it. Yeah, no, true. No, I'm just kind of talking yeah, about yeah. it. Like, I think the cafe bit at the end, something about that when I go into that and the way that's lit and everything... Was, mm. was brilliant um, yeah. but I don't know um, I'd be giving it to Arrival but, yeah uh, Arrival had that sort of slightly subtle which seems bizarre to say about a film uh, Aliens but um, uh, way of framing things there wasn't mm. a lot of movement actually but it was always like um, you know big screens and or big shots wide shots and held your attention as you waited for something yeah. else to enter the screen which is a slightly different way of doing it but yeah I, I would be the same and the scale horrible. we also haven't actually discussed well we'll probably get to it when we go to come up to picture but um, La La Land a different sort of thing in terms of how it was shot and it's all about I wouldn't be giving it to the cinematographer because a lot of it's all about like it's use of colour and it's kind of homages to like the production design of other films so I think it does brilliantly at that I fear it's going to wrap up in those other categories and then if it does well there potentially hops in on cinematography you don't have any odds on cinematography there but no um, that was very much a leading thing uh, yeah no sorry trivia question oh great Uh, what's the last film that won best picture and best original song 8 Mile no 8 Mile didn't win best picture it was robbed it was in 2008 okay wasn't a musical no no okay Danny Boyle Danny Boyle Slumdog Millionaire Millionaire and yep. the song from it was I think the one at the end when they did the whole like Bollywood type thing on the train track platform okay okay good there good. you go yeah a few Thanks. more um, I don't have any other info on the score or the songs um, the Moonlight score is very good like the music I thought that is fantastic I like mm. that to win or La La Land no or for song but I think it'll probably win best song the more I hear the La La Land songs on the radio and the more I think about the film, the more I dislike it and find it sort of irritating. So I think that's probably the opposite yeah. of what uh, Best Song is supposed to do because I thought City of Stars was lovely when I first heard it and now I want to punch it in the face. Yeah, so. it's depressing the kind of backlash against it that... Because oh, I think everyone when they saw it in the cinema was like, oh, that was a lovely film. But because you were kind of... That song told, from uh, Moana, I've heard that. That's lovely, Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a so we'll be hoping so yeah for score we've got uh, Jackie La La Land Lion Moonlight and then Passengers did you get to Passengers and did the score yeah it's incredibly daft no not even slightly (laughs) weird Um, and I don't think John Williams probably did the score no I don't think John Williams has a nomination Um, I think he turned 85 or something last week alright cool no I don't think he has okay 
Fact check. Cool. Fake news. We can kind of say whatever we like. At the yeah, session. exactly. No, it seems yeah. To be I was just giving those figures whatever. Um, yeah, and so then for song, we've got um, two from La La Land, Trolls, which is the song that obviously everyone... D- no, it's like the song is obviously written to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I kind of thought it was the same song as Happy for a long time, but it's a different song. Can't Stop the Feeling, Justin Timberlake. True. Um, and then The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, which uh, I don't I know much about. Don't know. And then Moana, How Far I'll Go, which is a really, really good song from the guy who wrote um, Hamilton. Uh, J. Man- or Lynn Manuel Miranda. Do we know if what's favourite in that category? No. Oh. Okay. I'd imagine La La Land I'd, yeah. I'd put money on I think City of Stars was my pick but I don't know okay we're up to the heavyweights but before we get to the heavyweights I'm just going to take a little breather and I'm going to visit my uh, moment which this was uh, 20 years ago and it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and the Oscar goes to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon yeah <laughs> I just said to Matt losing would suck and winning would be really scary and it's really really scary uh um, you know, we're, we're, we're just really two young guys who ha- uh, we're fortunate enough to be involved with a lot of great people wh- whom uh, it's coming upon us to, there's no way we're doing this in less than 20 seconds, who, on, upon whom it's incumbent of us to thank. Um, Harvey Weinstein, who believed in us and made this movie, Gus Van Sant for brilliant direction, Robin Williams, who delivered some straight lines, Minnie Driver, who's performed with brilliant, Stellan Skarsgård, who was great. Your brother. Um, my brother Casey, who's brilliant in the Cole movie. Hazard. Cole Hauser, my mother, John, John and Matt's mother, the most beautiful women here. My dad right over there. And um, Jack said hi to you. And uh, All right. who, who, who else? Uh, John uh, Gordon from Miramax. John Gordon. Uh, Chris Moore produced Chris the Moore. movie. And, Chris uh, Moore. Patrick Weitzel, the best agent in Hollywood. Yeah, and, uh, Patrick Weitzel. And Cuba Gooding for showing us how to give our acceptance speech. And uh, um, all our friends and, and family. Kate. And everybody back in Boston and, watching us tonight. And thank you so much, the city of Boston. And, 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 and God, I know we're forgetting somebody. Whoever we forgot, we love you and we, we love thank you. you. Thank you, thank you so much. So powerful. So powerful. Very emotional, yeah. So one of them doesn't no longer wants to be Batman, and the other is now in a film about the Great Wall. But it's incredible China. how much they change. Matt Damon's so starstruck in that speech. Mm. They're both Matt Damon went to... Kenneth Lonergan with Manchester by the Sea storyline he was actually originally going to direct it and possibly star in it then he got caught up with other stuff so then it fell to Casey Affleck it's great trivia yeah you may have shared you may have shared it before so he's the front runner uh, for the best actor Oscar he's four to seven on and next after that is Denzel Washington for Fences so I feel like a surprise if but four to seven is actually yeah. quite open like would you put I think cows and controversy controversy I'll throw Casey Affleck yeah I can think can you fill me in on this controversy so when do he I, made do I actually know it? Uh, when he directed I'm not there I'm not there with uh, Joaquin Phoenix or yeah in 2010 after it wrapped there were two allegations against him of sexual harassment one where he made a cast member show their penis to a woman and the second one was where he woke up in the bed with the woman. He, she was asleep and he got yeah. into bed with her. One of them was a producer on the film and then someone yeah. else was at a, a more junior level. So it didn't go to trial because he settled both cases. You see, if it had been acquitted, like say with the Nate Parker thing, then maybe it'd be like, okay, look, you know, Yeah, not it's always guilty, what happens when you settle. It just, people settle. automatically think, yeah, yeah you're guilty. You're guilty, but you didn't want to, want to uh, do, you know, have it in court. That's what it looks like. Obviously, we don't know. Yes. Um, so, Will this impact on old white Hollywood? I don't think enough. And you see, the thing is, um, I can't remember the name of the woman who won the Oscar for Room. 
uh, Brie Larson. Larson. She will have to present him with it and she's quite heavily involved in campaigns for, you know, violence against women and stuff like this because there was quite a controversy at the Golden Globes because she had to give it to him. And it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of crap. That's that she what I, yeah, to, okay. Yeah. I saw this. So there was that kind of, and it might again happen at the Oscars because people are saying, will it come into the mind of voters? And should you separate the artist from the art? Because it's a horrendous you thing probably if it's should, true. Though. Yeah, but and it's not to belittle it in any way, but we have to treat it as an acting performance that we see on yeah, screen. you know. You, well, I, but I don't agree with that. Like, I, I think I made the decision a couple of years ago that I wasn't going to be paying ever again for a Roman Polanski film because uh, I fundamentally disagree with the fact no, that I he get is that. a free man. So I think you can separate it if you want, but only to a certain extent. You know? Yeah, but I think as well there's varying degrees. Yes, yeah, Everything yeah. No, no, I agree. Is, yeah, I agree, I agree. And I mean I, I mean, I thought Casey Affleck was great in this and I wouldn't... Um, uh, hold it against the Oscars if he won you know yeah, yeah it's not the same level but I'm saying you can't always do that make that separation yeah it would, and has he come out and really spoken about it or shown any remorse he, he is did this a, the problem he talked to the New York Times about it by email and he said that um, it, he found it upsetting but that it was settled now and he said that all parties were happy with how it had been settled and that's basically all he's said on it he said it was hard for all the families involved as well I guess including his own Hmm. Mm, okay. He, he's never fully denied it, though. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he's it's effectively an admission of something, is it? But anyway, so we're thinking Casey Affleck over Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, Viggo Mortensen, who was a bit of a surprise one for Captain yeah, Fantastic. He's Eighty but, to one, so yeah, maybe don't put some money. Good to see him in there because yeah. that was a very underrated, weird film. And did either yeah, of you I see know, it? No, I didn't see it, and I this, has, my big regret from last year it has a Guns and Roses number at the end. I'll just leave it at oh, that. Okay. No, 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 in a. In a very new, different way. You'd enjoy it. It's quite unusual. And then Denzel for Fences. Um, Best Actress is um, an interesting one this year because we have a little bit of an Irish interest. This felt like it was relatively wrapped up, except for me, um, before nominations, except I had uh, Annette Bening in there um, in my predictions and then the the double whammy of um, Isabel Huppert and Meryl Streep both got in there I guess Meryl has a contractual obligation to get in there I haven't seen Florence Foster Jenkins but from what I've seen from the trailer and from what people have told me who've seen it I'm not sure it's one of the five best performances of the year so no, it did seems, she need a 20th nomination of, it's sort yeah. of hammy on the scale of her performances I mean it's kind of she's. Per- I did see it and she's perfect for the part but uh, you know if you look at the the scope of her career is is it one of the Oscar winning yeah. performances I don't know however if we get a speech like we got from her at the Golden Globes I mean I'd just hand it to you'd her you'd hand it to her mm. so she she won comedy or musical um, at the Globes that's how come yeah. she was split so um, Emma Stone is a big favourite for this yeah, I'm to finding lose. her more and more annoying the way you feel about Andrew Garfield her yeah. ex-boyfriend I don't want to punch her but I uh, I used to be a fan and I've found her quite irritating in the promotional stuff around this film it's yeah. tough, isn't it and it does cloud your view lo- yeah, this I picture know. looks a lot like Emma Stone there's this the picture in my sitting room that I actually kind, kind of remind me in some way of a friend of mine Kira Maloney that's why I bought yeah. that I think it so. looks very like Emma Stone. Mm. Yeah, it's Emma Stone's to win, um, but on the like uh, hashtag Oscar so white from a few years, like last year, um, to me Ruth Negga could be an upset on this. And I mean, like, she wasn't even an like, upset to get nominated. Yeah, though, just so. like Denzel could be in an, an upset yeah. for, to get Casey. She's currently a forty to one, but I'm going to put like a fiver on that just yeah. for like my laugh. I absolutely loved loving. Uh, only caught it about a week or so ago. Uh, yeah. I think it's fantastic, and I'm kind of it's 
it's a pity it's not got more nods mm. uh, but it's good fun. it's good that it's in there yeah I really liked it as well um, there's not much it didn't get many it. nominations like yeah. when it was no. first very, out it was all yeah. talk for the Oscars the performances in it are phenomenal uh, she's it, great in it but there's things wrong with the film it's a bit light and airy fairy I'll be very times annoyed for me, but if Natalie Portman gets it. Uh, that was hammier than Meryl Streep's. I mean, Meryl Streep's performance in Florence Foster Jenkins is supposed to be hammy, but Natalie Portman, I found incredibly irritating in Jackie. I would love Ruth Negga to get but that. Yeah. I suppose the thing that, and we talked about this when we were talking about Jackie before, that from watching video of how Jackie was, Yeah, but both there's the line and between playing someone and impersonating yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Like, I, uh, so it's difficult. We can, we can hold that stick up besides so her but, performances. So, so Nigel, who do you think, no, not who will, but who do you think should win in the best actress um, category? I think, I was going to say Natalie Portman because I, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I'm going to go, going to go Natalie Portman, but mm. probably Emma Stone, but I'm going to, mm. like Dark Horse of Natalie Portman. But I, like you say, that idea of Meryl doing a speech has now actually gotten me wanting her to win. <laughs> so I suppose that's another, like, do you think with this year, we've got what? We've got Jimmy Kimmel presenting, it's on ABC, one of the main sort of networks that have come down the middle Trump has picked his bad news uh, or his so, fake you know, news things. He's always mentioning ABC. Political. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's mentioned ABC News. And so the network has, you know, even though it's probably aimed as being a middle America kind of network is now seen as an anti-authority Trump thing. So will that well, like, kind of editorial stuff factor into it? Or do you alien, want to? general Americans? Because like everything... They already this alienate has, general Americans. Yeah, yeah like the, all this is showing. It's just like New York and LA live in this bubble to the rest of the... the liberal thing, yeah. The rest of America. So like, I don't know. It's easy fodder, but I'm sure they'll yeah. do it. I actually would like the show to be completely apolitical and for it to be just celebrating. Like what Films, I like is like, the montage. As much as I love the Meryl Street speech like I loved it there's nothing really brave about doing that speaking out against Trump because that's the left view that people expect from the Oscars what would be brave would probably be for some well-known Hollywood star to get up there and say how great they think so Casey Affleck if you want America to if he wants to finish himself off with all women then yes (laughs) yeah wow um yeah, so let's hope that it'll be a fun show, if nothing else. Anyway, we're on to best um, best achievement in directing. Um, so this is Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. I guess Mel for Hacksaw Ridge was the big surprise. I suppose, yeah, they kind of see it. It's his greatest period and coming back into the Oscars. It's yeah. an awful film and he won't win. Um haven't seen Lion yet, so can't really comment on that. Uh, no, Lion isn't. We're in director. Oh, sorry, director, director. Sorry, yeah, sorry. So we've got um, Denis Villeneuve for Arrival, uh, Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, Damien Chazelle, Ch- Chazelle yeah. uh, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins. Barry Foster Jenkins? Is he Meryl? No. No relation. Florence yeah. Foster Jenkins. Um, so they're the five. Uh, Again, odds on favourite La La Land, but I think Moonlight might kind of be a surprise and kind of as, as a constructed uh, you haven't have you got to see Moonlight yet no no I'm going to see it on Good. Wednesday or Thursday it's a better film than as La La a directorial achievement um, I think it's probably a better crafted story than La La Land but for me as a director in terms I'm going for a rival there is what I'd like to win or Manchester by the Sea second but mm. it's going to be the odds on this is um, Damien Chazelle's to to walk away with isn't it odds in terms of what the bookies are if, if La La Land is going to get anything I'm sure it's going to get several I am I would be okay with director because it there is a lot going on on screen and in storyline and he does manage to pull all those elements together I just wasn't yeah. blown away by the end product but in terms of direction I yeah I think that's a category for yeah Moonlight. if you want to choose it, it's technical uh, well I haven't seen Moonlight so but um, 
and I prefer to arrive as a film but direction wise no probably La La Land yeah. did mm. you like Manchester by the Sea yeah, yeah yeah I very much like that and that whether that was the direction or I actually think the masterful stuff and that was the way it was edited and put together so I don't know editing is always the same as best picture I've just gone back over the years so mm. it'll probably be La La Land I think Manchester by the Sea the like the winning component there for me is um, the dialogue and so that element of the screenplay I suppose mm. But uh, there were bits of it I found too unbelievable. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we're now... We're on to nine. So, you may have over read my notes over my shoulder here. But um, do you know what all the nine nominations have in common? Did anyone get down to that part of my notes? No. Hang on, there, let me have a look at them. Uh, it's weird trivia. This is like some sort of Connect Four kind of game. You, I'm not sure. No, go on. Um, all from the first half of the alphabet. So, I think... <laughs> What happened here? This is what happened to Nocturnal Animals, Sully, movies like that that people were talking about. Maybe Silence. Also it's like in the some political half. thing that like you have to have your name at the top of the ballot poll. I don't know. Cool. You know, could be. See what I mean? Yeah. M and N are the kind of cutoffs for the way the alphabet works. First thirteen letters. So, so we've got Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight. End of list. Um, I used to have a thing that I had only ever gone out with in my whole life with boys slash men whose uh, names are in the first four letters of the alphabet A, B, C, D then that got around a bit two years ago but until then yeah so something similar uh, yeah so this is again kind of la la lands to lose what are the odds on it at the moment um, one to nine on yeah then next is moonlight at 13 to two there's money to be made there if there's anything other than la la land isn't it yeah what did I get on Hell or High Water? 100 to 1. <laughs> so Just a bit of... so frustrated with La La Land to yeah. me and it's such a beige fucking sort of film so middle of the I road. wish I'd seen I was thinking about you know the so the Audi Dublin International Film Festival is on right now and the surprise film has been something I've always enjoyed oh, yeah. and I would wish going to see something like La La Land that it was the surprise film that you could just go yeah, in and not let it wash over you not have heard anything make up your own mind and then not yes. have to talk about it yeah. or analyse it I agree it. I agree I think it did suffer from that just of I... over thing and then you're like wow that was quite an experience when is the surprise it? film the day of the Sunday, Oscars, like so Sunday. 6 o'clock or something so the wedding getting in the way of that as well. Yeah. Mm. But a film trivia. What is this about the alphabet? No. Mm. Uh, what's the last musical that won best film? The artist Did that win? No. No. It's not a musical. Well, they dance and there's songs. It's quite silent. Very silent. That was its there's, thing. there's music the whole way through it. Yeah, they don't sing it though. Oh. Um, cabaret. No, much sooner. C- uh, the the thing with Richard Gere. Because not um, Chicago. Yay. Is that it? 2002? Yeah. That one, Best yeah. Picture. Oh, two. Yeah. And then because Heather High Water is in there for Best Picture, what's the last Western to win an Oscar? Uh, Unforgiven? No. Win to win Best Picture? No mm. Country for All Men. <clears throat> oh, Correct. Oh, well, what is an Oscar? Like, That's one of the No Country for All Men yeah. is very much. He's a each had one each third. He's on Decider. No. You've got more trivia? Uh, yeah. One more. Yeah, okay. One. I think it's the trivia. Yeah, it's one one. I don't know any of these. Well, well, you just got one. Well. Who has the most actress wins? Actress. Okay, so Meryl has twenty nominations, but only two. Meryl. No, she two wins. She's three wins. There's someone who's more. Okay, I kind of wanted it to be Julie Andrews, but she's no. So it's someone from a I golden era of Hollywood. Used to go out with uh, Spencer Tracy. Uh, Catherine Hepburn. Oh, okay. Two and four. 
And for the bonus point in the tiebreaker, Kate Blanchett uh, won an Oscar for playing Catherine Hepburn for The yeah, Aviator. The Aviator. Right? Yep, correct. Excellent. So are we all saying La La Land is winning? Yeah. No, I'm going to say Moonlight. Oh. There, put that in your pipe. I was, love that. I just wanted to win. Um, I love the Oscars kind of the week before because I'm still, and even when they're calling out the categories, I'm still hopeful of being like, oh, maybe, so maybe be it an, won't. There'll be an yeah. upset. Yeah. Because like, if you go in the past and look at certain things, there are categories where it's like most nominated films to not win anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we're kind of overdue one of those and, you know, going for uh, Trump and Brexit. Why not the Oscars? And Leicester City. Yeah. All the surprises. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Jack Nicholson was in the news last week for possibly being in a Tony Erdman remake with... Uh, mm, English language with remake. With Thingamajiggy. Who? Kirsten Wig, wasn't it? Yes, correct. Yeah, so anyway, here to wrap us up is a bit from Jack's possibly last big, big, big Oscar contender that wasn't The Departed. As good as it gets. Why not? Um, thanks very much, Ethan. Looking forward to that book in June. Uh, Looking forward to your wedding on Saturday. Thanks, hey. Warwick, as always. And thanks, Nigel, for like doing the like lead-ins here. All right. Yeah. Enjoy the Oscars, everybody. Okay. Now... I got a real great compliment for you, and it's true. I'm so afraid you're about to say something awful. Don't be pessimistic. It's not your style. Okay. Here I go. Clearly a mistake. I've got this, what, ailment? My doctor, a shrink that I used to go to all the time, he says that in 50 or 60% of the cases, a pill really helps. I hate pills. Very dangerous thing, pills. Hate. I'm using the word hate here about pills. Hate. My compliment is that night when you came over and told me that you would never... Um... um, All right, well... Uh, you were there, you know, you know what you said. Well, my compliment to you is the next morning I started taking the pills. I don't quite get how that's a compliment for me. You make me want to be a better man. That's maybe the best compliment of my life. Well, maybe I overshot a little because I was aiming at just enough to keep you from walking out. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Chocolate! It doesn't say anything about a chocolate.